yeah, the the semi final down in Cork was just one of those. It was just one of those rider over type type games where you just felt there was something in you that just felt this is going to go our way. Wexford Soccer, the heart of the community, a beat sports spotlight. Three and a half, four thousand down in Turner's Cross. Um, savage atmosphere. Um, they hit the post. They hit the crossbar. They missed the penalty. Um, I mean, they done everything, and they could not get. Uh, they could not get a goal, and we we broke away on one of our probably two or three attacks in the night, and we just. We actually scored a, a really, really good breakaway goal, and and that was it. And we and we got our one nil win, and it was just uh, it was a crazy atmosphere. Uh, it really was, and the Cork supporters clapped us off the field, and and all the rest of it. You know, it was it was just one of those one of those crazy runs, and and the run up to it. Um, every game, we started, we kind of gathered a bit of confidence, and we were going well at the time. We were, I think, we were mid table in the league as well, so we were kind of finding our feet there a little bit as well, um, and we were getting a settled way of playing. So it just kind of felt um, like something special could happen. Memories of that famous night in Cork are still fondly recalled in Wexford. A year after their introduction to the League of Ireland, the club achieved an unforgettable cup run. Although silverware was not experienced on that occasion, a first division title would follow in 2015, remembered by club chairman Shawnee O'Shea. Winning the first division in 2015, that was, you know, that was a great achievement for, for, for the club because, you know, like basically we were and we still are an amateur side to win the league with, you know, an, an, an amateur setup. Like the negative from that, of course, was that when we when we did win it, some of the bigger clubs cherry picked some of our players. But again, look at they went with our blessing because you know they were some of them got full time careers out of it, and you know I mean that's, that's you, you can't fault a guy for that, you know. When you then move to the women's side, you look at four women's National League titles, four FAI Women's Cups and a WNL Cup, as well as four appearances on the greatest stage in Europe, the Champions League, a competition that some players can only dream about experiencing. But this side have been there four times. It was just an un unbelievable experience. It was something that we, we hadn't experienced before as a group of players. Um, we had a few girls that were playing, that had played international underage, so had experienced some kind of like European football in that sense. But I think just the excitement for us traveling over as a group on the back of winning the league for the first time is, is definitely an experience that, that I'll never forget. And then to be able to actually do that as a team four times um, was, was magnificent. Obviously, we were unlucky on a number of occasions not to make it out of the group, um, but that doesn't take away from the experience that we had um, going over and playing against teams from other countries and, and testing yourself, because it's one thing being the best in your country at the time, but, but to be able to go out there and test yourself against the best in, in other countries is, is something that, that kind of not many people get to get to experience and I think for us it was even great because we had so many core players that were there from the start and obviously we had great players come in, we had some great players leave but there was a core group of players that had been there from kind of like the early first kind of two, three years where we had gone through the hardship where we had found out who we were and, and I think like I can't go without talking about the likes of Kylie Murphy, Adele Kennedy, Nicholas Dinnett, and you even throw in like like Kira Rossner and those players that are still there to this day, still fighting for Wexford Youth. And and I think that if you speak to anybody, they're kind of the names that they, that they'll remember or that they'll recognise. Um, and I think that hopefully we will see Wexford Youth on, on that stage again soon. Through the accomplishments of this amazing women's side, the Champions League turned attention to Ireland, and Wexford played host to a competition. 
It was a tremendous local setting for community alike. Chairman Shawnee O'Shea remembers such fondly. They've been abroad and we actually hosted it at group stages as well a number of years ago. And that was great. It was great. It was great for the, for the town. It was great for the county. Uh, you know, we got great support locally from the, from the local government. And, you know, it was just a brilliant occasion. And, and the girls acquitted themselves really well. But like I said, like the, 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 the women's end of football, like it's really excelling like and it's moving on so quick, it's, it's nearly frightening at this stage. In tomorrow's fifth and final episode, we focus on present day and speak to the manager of both men and women's sides. We focus on the season to date and ambitions in moving forward.